Welcome back to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thanks for taking the time with us. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high quality mobility for all. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. Good morning. Uh, hope that shoulder surgery recovery is going well and you come off the DL pretty soon. Uh, it's going. I got three and a half more weeks of this thing. I mean, are you kidding? <laughs> and you, you, you were telling me you've learned uh, some lessons that are, are relevant to, to the podcast and everything else that you do about the need for mobility. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I don't know if that's the way we should start, but we might as well start that way. It is, it's a real awakening to me or reawakening to me to bygone days when I didn't have a car. Oh my goodness. I mean, you know, totally dependent or walk. What about the folks that live like this every day? I only have three and a half more weeks. Right. Think well, about it. Absolutely. Well, at the June Princeton Smart Driving Cars Summit, May Mobility was front and center, bringing along an autonomous vehicle that certainly got a lot of attention at a variety of stops. And this week, they made some news. And we're happy to have with us Director of Policy and Advocacy, Daisy Wall. Hi, Daisy. Hi, Fred. How are you? Happy to be here. Hi, Alan. Hi. Nice to see you again. And thank you for everything during the summit. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. And it was great to get to know the Trenton community and, and see everyone there and the excitement around, you know, autonomy. Well, May Mobility this week closed $111 million in Series C funding and is beginning preliminary development on Toyota's next generation mobility platform. Let's take it from the top, Daisy. Tell us about the, the funding participants and what this, what this means, what this enables. Right. No, we're, we're thrilled about this round of funding. You know, obviously, you know, since our inception, you know, we've been in, in inception here for five years and it brings the total close to $200 million, you know, total um, all in. And, um, you know, this latest round of funding is quite interesting. You know, we have a diversified group, you know, of funders. And um, we're very excited to see some of the uh, newer funders actually come into play too. You know, one of the ones that is, is most interesting, I think, and, and the industry has picked up on is, you know, State Farm. You know, insurance is, is very big in the realm of autonomy uh, because there's a lot of opportunity here in terms of alignment of mission towards safety, you know, uh, vehicle safety, actually vehicle maintenance and safety and support, pedestrian safety, rider safety, you know, the whole kind of kit and caboodle. That's been really interesting as well. And we're also very excited that, you know, a lot of, you know, Toyota has been a, uh, a major investor, investor of ours in the past and still a, a big collaborator of ours, but we were able to bring in quite a few, you know, um, friends and family, you know, of, of Toyota into the mix as well. So, Super excited about this last round, you know, of funding here and, um, you know, happy about what it all can bring to us in terms of, 
both hiring, you know, of, of technologists, you know, on the um, development side, as well as on the business development and commercialization side, as you can imagine, um, autonomy, especially geared towards the public sector, which means, you know, transforming cities and um, states and, and communities, you know, at that level, you know, requires an enormous um, uh, nuanced approach, you know, not just from the technology standpoint, but also from all the regulatory, um, sociological, you know, cons uh, adoption standpoint that is really important to making sure that we you know, provide equitable, inclusive service, you know, to, to communities. And you are looking at a really wide range, it seems like, uh, of, of projects in the United States and, and outside of the United States. Tell us more about that. Yeah, no, we're very excited. I mean, here, I, I'll say here in the U.S., we're getting um, just a lot of interest, even in this past, uh, I would say, past three months. Um, it seems like there's been a resurgence of interest in a lot of ways. Maybe it's we're coming out of COVID <laughs> finally, you know, and, um, and, and across, interestingly, different communities. You know, we've, we've launched, you know, in, in nine different cities. And, um, you know, some of our, our more, I'd say, flagship, you know, uh, successes have been like Arlington, for example, in Texas and Ann Arbor, where there's been recent expansions there. But we're also seeing a lot of different uh, use cases, Fred. So anything from obviously um, cities that don't have transportation you know, or very little transportation or to cities that want to actually feed in and complement, you know, their existing public transit you know, infrastructure, you know, keeping in mind that, you know, the development of our cities now has changed drastically, you know, over the past, you know, decade. And a lot of the development is happening, you know, on these outskirts and these suburbs. And it's just, there's just very little connectivity, you know, to those areas. So we're, we're really getting this, this, um, I don't know, it's almost like a plea <laughs> to come, you know, come and help, come and help us find innovative ways to, um, to help get these communities off the ground. And, you know, Alan, I have to empathize with you. I, I understand, um, you know, I had, I had a leg injury, you know, a few years back where I was just, you know, homebound, right? <laughs> and you, you can't get anywhere. And you have to say, you know, this is, in a lot of ways, Alan, you're fortunate, right? This is a temporary, you know, um, disability. But for many people, this is what they have to deal with, you know, every single day. So it's really, you know, folks like those that, that really benefit from, from these types of um, services the most. And we're very excited to be, to be really looking at ways to make that, you know, a, um, a success. Well, uh, uh, Daisy, I guess uh, that's where we we sort of align, uh, mm. and I guess you know where we're coming from. We said it enough during during the summit. I I, I think that um, that not to speak for New Jersey, but I will speak for New Jersey since nobody else wants to speak for New Jersey. So I guess I'll speak for New Jersey. Um, um, uh, there exists in existing communities. Forget the new ones. In existing communities, a substantial number of people who don't have access to very good mobility, period. And once you start looking at it, you say, oh, my goodness, 
and uh, and it's it's not because nobody wanted to provide access good mobility they, they just couldn't they couldn't afford it can't they still can't afford it they can't do it so of course you know as we focused on the summit and I, hopefully and, and see that you you have this sort of the same mindset on this that my goodness um, here's a new toy maybe it can do it maybe it can finally provide some some quality mobility to folks who are, you know, for whatever reason, can't drive themselves and, and take those people uh, out of the realm of uh, begging for a ride to get someplace. Oh, please take me to Walmart. I mean, if you can't drive yourself to Walmart, somebody has to take you because you certainly can't walk to them because they located them places where it's impossible to walk to. There's probably not even a sidewalk within who knows what. And, and so, and, and if, if one thinks that we have a country that doesn't have the, this kind of community, then they should come to Jersey and take a look. You know, as we continue to say, 70% of the households in Trenton don't have access to one or fewer cars. So the one person that has a car, man, they're like, whoo, I'm good. <laughs> What about the other people? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, well, kids under uh, under driving age, they can take a school bus. Oh, you know what happens in Princeton? Parents take them. You know what that does? The traffic congestion, average vehicle occupancy on those trips is 0. 0.5. Yeah. 0. 0.5. Yeah, Not even one, let alone two. Forget about 53. And so in a sense, you know, this is this is this new toy that, that you guys are developing. Uh, my goodness, um, there are people out there. One yeah. to Perth Amboy, a couple, you know, Mayor Perth Amboy is like going nuts. He says he's gonna be first in New Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, and you look at Perth Amboy. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's the same. And it's not just not just two in New Jersey. There must be 25 of them. Okay. And they're yeah. they're they're and they're not the new developments. Because all the new developments have at least eight car garages. I'm uh, not eight, two. Does anybody build a build a, a a development that doesn't have at least two car garages? Guess who's gonna live there? Yeah, and it's interesting. Nobody who wants to, to use the new toy or they'll say, oh, new toy, look. Oh, carnival ride. That's not what that's, I, I don't see that that's where the, where the demand is. And yeah. so, of course, one of the things that Fred and I and others around here are committed to trying to do is to say, hey, take a look, take a look at this. Now, you know. At first, it may not be all that pretty, but I don't think anything's prettier, my opinion. But I, I'm so thrilled that you got got the you know got the round B. I I, I see Fred and I weren't weren't part of the friends and family. Fred, were you part of the friends friends and family? <laughs> Damn it! I mean, you know, I was passed up again. Oh. Whatever. Uh, I mean, what what do I where, where am I on this on this list? I mean, one of these, maybe, maybe I'm going to 
maybe I'll hit it big someplace, right, or something. <laughs> I'm not sure, but um, uh, oh, probably Alan. not. I'm done. You see the fork? There, there's this, and then there's a fork in me right here. I'm done. I'm done. But um, oh, Alan, but I, I do want to. Yeah, no. The, you, the other point yeah. I want to make. Uh, you, you mentioned insurance, and, yeah. and um, you know. I think if you go back to probably, uh, what are we, mm. uh, 10th year or something like this, probably the, I can remember the first slides that I put together on this. I've, I've always felt that insurance, insurance could do this. Mm-hmm. Insurance could do the whole darn thing and insurance still can't do, can do the whole darn thing. Why? Uh, because all of a sudden, you know, the, the problem, the problem with most, of, with essentially all the, all the safety measures that, that we've dealt with up to, up to this point in time have been dealing with, um, with crash mitigation. So the airbags and the crumple zones and all the other stuff was all to, to save our lives when we went boom, okay? And of course the poor insurance industry and all this thing is yeah, yeah, yeah. We want more safety, uh, crash mitigation safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden where they find, of course, if you survive a crash, oh, I won't go and say it. You know what the answer is on that one. Um, It costs more money. I mean, you know, it costs more money. Losses went up. The future was the more of this crash mitigation you have, the more expensive. I mean, you're not going to have to replace radars and 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 and, and airbags, and then and then maintain somebody for another twenty years or thirty years or forty years. I mean, it was just ugly for the insurance industry. I mean, it was surprising that they went in there and supported safety. Because crash mitigation, safety saves lives, certainly does not reduce the expenses associated with crashes. And you can look at the data from buses, you can look at the data from cars, you can look at all that data. But what you guys are doing is what? Not crash mitigation, crash avoidance. Yes. Ooh, that means it didn't happen. Ooh. Yes. That means no dollars were spent. Ooh, that means insurance can keep forever the money that we paid them for insurance. Or pass on reductions in premiums to, you know, you could also reduce the premiums well, for you consumers could reduce as well. Premium, you could reduce right? the premium too and, and yeah. even become friendly. And, exactly. But still, but still, if you had any premium, you ended up keeping it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the insurance businesses, you collect money here. And you pay down here, and 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 you make money on the float. I mean, what a great business! <laughs> I mean, I've never seen an insurance agent that wasn't well dressed, that didn't have clean fingernails, that didn't whatever. I mean, you know, I mean, what a great business! But you you got it at this time, and you paid it out here, so you could you could invest it over this period. Just think, if you didn't have to pay it out, because there weren't crashes. I love oh, it is you know. so profitable. I, you know, I thought I thought the insurance industry would be out there <sighs> throwing money at this thing because this is their future. All right. Yeah. So, 
you know, a little bit. Some of them, you know, Dick Mudge and I did, I don't know how many reports for the Society of Actuaries and all that stuff and did podcasts on this. But it is so good to see that, you know, you got an insurance company that then say, hey, my goodness, look, this who for us. Yeah, we can we can really support this kind of safety. Yeah. I love what you're saying. Crash avoidance versus a crash mitigation. Uh, Sure, we'll do crash mitigation too. We don't want people to die, of course. I mean, yeah, okay, great. We get fewer people. (sighs) But the carnage that you then have to take care of and repair because there was a crash. Anyway, whatever, yeah. Fred, we've had a lot of fun with that in the past, right? I remember about so many yeah. years ago on that topic, Alan. And I, I want to add a little bit, Alan, to yeah, crash sure, avoidance, please, please. Um, uh, because I think you, you're right on on crash avoidance. And that's that's um, in kind of from a maze perspective, that's that's really front and center for us. And, and if you look at even our partners and the way we partner. So for example, Bridgestone, right? It's one of our um, investors. And there's a reason for that. From a scalability perspective, we know that they're there in multiple communities, you know, for support and maintenance, but also, you know, they are very committed to mobility innovation and like tires, right? So tire blowouts, all of those things, being able to put technology in tires to detect Right. When, you know, if you're in a driverless vehicle or even, you know, or even in a in a vehicle with an operator that, oh, hey, wait a minute, you know, you're losing some air here or wait a minute. The treads are wearing down. You only have so many miles, you know, in the future for this. Replace them. It's a huge, you know, huge benefit to safety. Oh, wait a minute. I can direct you immediately to the next Bridgestone spot to get those tires replaced, whatever that happens to be. And then also on the Toyota's perspective, talking about technology and innovation, you know, one of the things that we're doing with them, we're going to be launching the uh, Sienna, the ones that you saw in New Jersey. I mean, you guys got like the almost in a lot of ways, the launch, but we are going to be launching that here in the fall, you know, in, um, in, in a community here that hopefully we can come back and talk about. But, uh, but what's interesting is in addition to that, they have new technologies called cabin awareness technology that monitors, monitors the breathing and the heart rates of riders in, you know, in that vehicle. And think about, you know, those safety benefits in terms of crash to your point, crash avoidance. You know, if there was someone actually driving, let's say in a regular vehicle, right? You, you have risk of epilepsy, heart attacks, all of those things, or you know, kids being left behind in vehicles, pets being left behind in vehicles, and that is also another safety mechanism. So it's almost like how do we anticipate anything that could happen beforehand so that it truly becomes safe and we're not dealing with that, you know, the worst part of what could happen, right? The crash happens. And right. so 100% agree with you there is crash avoidance is is a great benefit, you know, to autonomy. And then the second point I want to just mention and respectfully, Alan, is that, you know, this isn't a toy anymore. You know, the, no, you know, I, it I, used I, to be, you know what I mean? I, 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 I don't I, I, want, I, I, and I want to say that because I, I feel yeah, like you do, you do. It, we, it's not a toy. It's not, you know, this, we've been doing this for, you know, nine cities. We've had, you know, 320,000 riders actually take trips on it. You know, this isn't something in a test phase or pilot phase, but this is real. It's on the streets. You know, we're excited that others, you know, in the industry are are doing the same, you know, our peer AV, you know, AV providers. So I I, I wanted just to say that because 
because sometimes I do feel there's a, there's a gap between public perception, you know, and some people think that, oh, it's 10 years down the road, you know, and others may, you know, don't know exactly where it is. And I, I just want to kind of state for the record, this, you know, this is here, we're operating on real roads, you know, there are pedestrians, we were actually operating an Ann Arbor art fair, where there's huge, you know, huge pedestrian, you know, um, activity there. So just wanted to respectfully say, this is this is real. And we're in auto grade, you know, Toyota vehicles that are safe, we're not in, you know, plastic, you know, <laughs> manufactured vehicles or things like that. So yeah, I should I yeah. should I should use the word application. That at times I, I, <laughs> I misspeak. I I certainly did not imply that, that this yeah. was not not something real, and that that you're not really committed to um, to uh, getting it to the point where uh, where it can operate driverlessly. I'm, I'm of the opinion that if if we're not going to operate driverlessly, then 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 we we have a real challenge because yeah because 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 it, it we we can't afford to do it we can't afford to keep it going you we might be able to afford it for a little bit but you we just can't because the simple argument is is if we if we could we would have uh if we could we would have yeah, uh, with it with an attendant with a driver and we just can't and 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 the reason why the 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 public mobility systems are so bad and i'll say there's there, there, it's it just can't be any better you can't afford to do it better uh to be able to provide chauffeured service driven services that uh, to me now as because i can't drive <laughs> that 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 uh, it's enormously expensive you know luckily uh, i have a wife that i hey you <laughs> take me and you I got am, a built-in show and i am and i am the man of the house right fred i'm the man of the house here that, and that's I probably why he's in the swing <laughs> Yeah, are you sure? You know, Alan, that's why you're. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you know how much that costs. Woo, man, I gotta go to Hamilton oh. Jewelers every day here. You know, I mean, uh, seriously. Yeah, no, I mean, seriously. It, it is, seriously. It is just enormously expensive, and to have somebody sitting around just waiting at beck and call to take you, as opposed to us doing it ourselves. Yeah. So that you know, the, yeah. the, oppor the opportunity yeah. is, is that my goodness, if. If we can scale up a computer that in the end, you know, really doesn't cost anything in the end. I mean, it's so darn cheap and boom and done and you, you can do it. And that's what we're trying to do. That that's certainly that's certainly what I'm committed to trying to do here in Jersey. OK, and yeah. and and I and as you know, speaking for Jersey itself, I, I think we're I think we're ready we're ready to get the process started, and as we discussed, as we discussed in the in the uh, in, in, at the summit, you know, even if we could do it driverlessly, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. Great, the technology works. It doesn't need a driver. What about the sociology? Uh huh. What about, you know, I mean, we, as, as we've said, you know, McKinsey, like to quote McKinsey, 300 mm. billion been invested in this thing to get, get the technology. Essentially, zero has been invested in getting the sociology. Sure, a couple of people have been given rides, 
but, but really, I mean, where, where is it, you know, where is it in everyday use? Where, where is it that it's really providing real, I mean, substantial value to at least, you know, some segment of the population? You yeah, know, as, I, as, as, as we look at it here, you know, yeah. one of the segments that we got, we got the biggest enthusiasm for is our school kids. And, 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 and you say that in, 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 in public or in, 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 in typical transportation meetings and everybody rolls their eyes or saying, oh, let them take the school bus. I, I don't know what the utilization of the school buses are here in our little um, neck of the woods. But, but if I were, if I, if I did an over under on it, the over under would be way less than 50% of the kids who live far enough away take a school bus. Maybe that's just rich Princeton. I bet it's New Jersey. And how the other, how the other 50% go? Uh, some of them have their own car. Oh, okay, great. The other ones are driven by their parents chauffeured okay i guess that's good use of that that's really good use wonderful wonderful family time <laughs> taking your child to school every day and picking them up every day I guess I did that the for part of my life. I think, I think my daughter Laura down the Lawrenceville school got that treatment. I mean, you know, it was just wonderful time. Right. Okay, good. But not everyone no. has that. Well, you not know, not everybody so has yeah. that. Not everybody not has, has that. that. And, and and so on. You know what I'm what I'm focused on is trying to find the sectors of our economy yeah. where that that isn't the case, so that we can. So that the kids will go to school. Well, the kids can go to school and the parents actually, you know, a lot of parents, they can get to work on time after they drop the kids, you know, so they write it. So they don't have to pay an arm and a leg each way or have to choose between getting to school on time and getting to work on time. Right. There's there's all those things, right? When are we going to start thinking that that's important all of a sudden? Okay. And while we do that, we can do everything else too. Yeah. As opposed to trying to do everything else first and then, oh, we can also do that. Because I think, I don't know, as, as, I, as I look at, at the reports from people's demonstrations and so on and so forth in various places, I don't, I don't see the kind of news reports that I would expect to see out of out of oh my goodness, we really found a community that we that that really loves us. But maybe I'm maybe I'm I just don't read enough, or I don't. I'm, I'm, so I'm I'm going to go to the uh, AV conference next week, and I'm just going to learn. I'm, I just can't <laughs> well, wait I to will learn. see you there. I just can't sure. wait to learn. <laughs> Although if I look at the titles of some of the presentations, I, you know. There really isn't that much there on the sociology of all this. Yeah, that is there an really area. Is that there's almost, yeah. there's almost, I mean, really? Yeah. Really, really we want to take people from downtown whatever city to, to an airport? I don't get it. But anyway, 
um, I'm going to get, I'm sure I, I'll just sit back and I'll just stay quiet in the back of the room. I oh, say, I don't think that's going to happen. Say, I won't say a thing. <laughs> Alan, but you know, I have to agree with you on the sociology side and it's interesting. And, I, and here's where I, I do think um, as an industry, we overall can do a, a better job of, we need to do a better, not can, we need, it's imperative that we do is that you know, we get, I think we were on the innovation stage, you know, proof of concept, getting it out there, getting it on the road, making sure the technology safe, right? Safety comes first. Absolutely. You're not safe. You don't have a chance. Okay. <laughs> we don't have a chance. Or at right? least the opportunity to be safe sometime opportunity. soon. Opportunity. <laughs> yes, to be safe. safe. In the beginning, yes. you can't, you, 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 you have to have an attendant on board. Absolutely. You yeah. have to have, yeah. you have to have, and, and, you know, right. as, as, you, you have to, because, because you have right. to acclimate the people. Right. But then, you know, to your point, I do think, you know, it's an evolution, right? The next continue, like kind of continue on the sure, evolution. Of course it's in we have to measure the, uh, the impacts and the outcomes, both on individual lives, family lives, as well as that segment of the community, you sure. know, to see like, okay, what, what are the health outcomes? What are the socioeconomic outcomes? What are the, um, you know, the, the quality of life, you know, outcomes, you know, that, that, that have to do with access to transportation, to your point, like access to mobility, get, given access to mobility. And, and I think that component to me is super exciting, as you know, I'm not an engineer. I'm actually more a sociologist by trade and, you know, extraordinarily passionate about this area because that's the whole reason we're in the business of mobility <laughs> is, to, is to transform, you know, communities and cities, cities, yes, but more importantly, people's lives. And, and you know, especially the people who are really like you right now who are temporarily yeah, you know who I don't mean, have people, access to you know mobility yeah people people that are that, that because because the the difference for them is it's their city huge. here is huge huge okay now huge. they may not be the most valuable people in the world they're probably not your your mover and shaker ceo who has to go to the airport right now Okay. All right. But the mover and shaker CEO who has to go to the airport right now, now has opportunities of mobility that are here. And the chance of providing them with any improvement is like, <clears throat> probably with this going down here. So in fact, if they yeah. took it, they'd be worse off except, oh, I had a fun ride. There was nobody in there, and I can tell my friends. Yeah. What the so. heck's the value of that one to society? Nothing. Okay. So, so anyway. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so it seems to me that one should target. One should target the, the low-hanging fruit on the sociology side, which are the folks mm -hmm. that are hung up that can't that can't drive themselves. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, certainly, you know, not me. Okay. Be, you know. <laughs> You're no, temporarily but, disabled. Yeah, yeah man, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, whatever. Plus, I don't have far to go. I mean, I, I, you know, my office is a mile away. I mean, you know, uh, 
struggle forth. I mean, whatever. <laughs> plus, <laughs> plus, I have Zoom and I can sit here in the lap of, <laughs> of semi-luxury, whatever. Never mind. Let, let me anyway. ask Daisy about the, the sure. mention, you mentioned uh, a deployment announcement coming this fall. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, you can yeah. tell us about it. Sure. And, Sure. I can't tell you everything quite yet, but I can tell you the context of the of, of like what it looks like and everything. And I would love to when we're able to release the news, I will certainly do that as as soon as we're able to do that. But what I can say is that um, to your point, Alan, who needs it the most? Right. Now, obviously, yeah. Trenton. To me, that, that's yeah. What we should and this is exactly on. now this is a different flavor of that. And I can kind of give you the profile of the community and you'll understand yes. what I'm talking about. This particular community is a community. There, there is very little transportation. Um, it is actually a rural community, which is a little interesting, right? Different. Um, AVs in rural just doesn't happen very often. But if you can imagine in a rural community where someone needs to go, you know, aging population seniors, you know, large population of people with disabilities and need for accessible, you know, wheelchair accessible, ADA compliant autonomous vehicles, <laughs> right? And, um, and being able to prove out, you know, a, a, another, you know, to your point, you know, Alan, a use case that if you're the only means, let's say you broke, you know, you broke your arm, right? And there is no way to get to the hospital. There is no way to get to a family member to help, you know, get you to a hospital or whatever that happens to be to go to their local Walmart. A lot of people are dispersed or go to the farm, you know, to actually get, um, get, you know, to milk a cow, you know, whatever it happens to be. That is an area that we're looking at to actually, you know, prove out, you know, that concept of what would it look like AV in rural communities, which right now, that is a big area. Yeah, I'm not saying, you know, Trenton, obviously city, there's lots of Trentons too, but there's a lots of areas in America, even in New Jersey, where you can't, they, there's no transportation. And so that's one of them. The second one, a profile is basically large retirement community, 55 and older communities, who, um, if you think about aging in place, you might start off at 55, but then when you're 85, you know, 90, aging population, how do you get out of those communities, right? They're planned, you know, they had already been planned. There's not a lot of connections in. So how do you go and, and actually get out of these, these big, you know, retirement communities and into the the greater overall community. Um, and then the other one we are, we're looking at too, and this is in multiple places, is that how can we look at um, pockets of very low income communities, right? Um, in multiple you know, cities and um, transform them in terms of connecting into other modes of mobility. And um, I know that's something that that Trenton was interested in as well, um, but that is that is another area. So just a couple. I'll mention a couple of use cases, if you will. You know, Alan and Fred, just to give you a flavor of what they are. But um, those are some of the things we're looking at specifically, and um, we do believe that all of them will have very high impact. You know, again, quality of life. Um, you know, transformative impacts. And then my hope, you know, and our hope, I guess, collective hope is that those get expanded and replicated as models so that it can be deployed across other communities within the U.S. 
Well, of, of course, Daisy, I agree with you 100%. And as, as we've looked around in New Jersey, mm-hmm. New Jersey, we have those things. In New yeah. Jersey, guess what we have? We have trailer parks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. guess where the trailer parks are? They're in 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 the Pinelands. They're on. Uh, there there are some along Route One still mm-hmm. who date back to the 1940s or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the ones that in the 1970s and 60s and whatever that were built, they were built on absolutely the least expensive land available in New Jersey, sandy soil, um, Monmouth Ocean County, whatever. And guess what they're near? Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Now, essentially everybody who lives in a trailer park, which is probably the lowest rent opportunity in Jersey, does have one car okay but they're not single person families mm-hmm. okay and the, and the mobility opportunities associated for them is like i mean it is it is non easy okay right we have certainly all over all over the the central and more eastern part of the, the state the senior communities, yes, Florida has a bunch of them. Guess where the senior communities were built? Yes, some of them were done in Princeton. Oh, uh, yeah, we do have like four or five of them here in Princeton. Uh, desperately need mobility, for which, at least even when I was on planning board, we were trying to figure out how in the heck to provide mobility to those things absolutely needed or embedded in this community but most of the other ones are where again on the lowest valued land you can find why because some of the people thought people were you know this is right next to the cemetery i guess you know people aren't going to want to go anywhere here's the nice bucolic setting Uh, they have a bus they'll take you to the to, to the shop wrong once a week or something like that. I don't know what the, whether, they, whether they will or they won't. Uh, I guess I see their buses with their names on them. I mean, you know, the folks are, holy heck, do I not want to go live in one of those places? How badly do I not want to go live in one of those places, man? I'm staying right. I'm going, I'm going directly in the hole from right here, man. I'm, I'm not doing, I'm not going that way. And it's, it's you know, and they desperately need some some freedom flexibility somebody to be able to to make their own choice as opposed to relegating to some organized uh, activity pattern that 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 didn't i i don't know maybe i'm i'm too much of a independent liberal (laughs) i I don't know what the heck i am i don't know but to to to, to line up absolutely they desperately they they desperately need this kind of mobility. I, I suspect, uh, so, Alan, that most people who are in those communities felt at one time the same way that you feel and, and I feel and everyone feels about that, <laughs> that they don't want to be in that position, but they wound up there really almost by no choice. Well, probably right. economic. Uh, I don't know if yeah. it is economically or not economically, you know, it, <laughs> the taxes I pay here. I mean, what the heck am I crazy man or something like that? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but um, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 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 the, 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 and, and I, I agree with you. I, I think we 
I think that this whole ind the, the industry was at first focused on on the rich folk and and you know and whatever and and uh, and the high flyers. Why? Because it was rich folks and high flyers developing them. I guess the people were doing it looked at their own life. Well, you know. And as opposed to, I, I think if we if we start focusing, as you say, on the sociology, although uh, Daisy, <laughs> Daisy, I don't think I ever took a sociology course. <laughs> sociology, so I'll, I'll send you some notes. Send me some notes. I need I need I need the Cliff's notes. I need the Cliff's notes. I'll give you some I don't, I don't, notes, I, don't know, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about here. I mean, you know. No, but I, 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 you know, I, the I'm, core, <laughs> Alan, the core of what we're saying here, and I think we we are very aligned on, and I, I think, and I think the industry needs to be thoughtful about whether wherever the industry goes, yeah. is that to be inclusive, and at the end of the day, it is a, a matter of giving person, you know, it's. It's a matter of dignity in a lot of ways for a person oh, yeah, to be yeah, absolutely. able to not have to rely on somebody else, to be able to go where they need to go and freedom to, to take trans transportation, whatever it is. You know, you know, having access, whether it's public transit, whether it's an autonomous vehicle, whether it's a taxi, Uber, Lyft, whatever it is, but, but having that access that's affordable, right? That's reliable, that's safe, you know, that they can call on when they need to, when they feel, you know, when they need to, wherever they need to. It, it, it is a matter of dignity and it's a matter, I feel very strongly, and I think May does too, and I know our founder, you know, Ed, is, is, has that mission that this should be something that everyone should have. And, and how do we get there? You know, and I'm not, we, it's going to be hard to get there 100%, but we have to always look at the end goal is that's where we need to get. Right. You know, and and I think that's that's what it comes down to. I mean, yeah. again, I, I, I preach New Jersey. We <laughs> have we have yeah. we have a fantastic railroad network here in New Jersey. OK, the Northeast Corridor running up here, the river line, all the other the Jersey shoreline. I mean, the great thing in Perth Amboy, putting a, a, a moves type system in there. Guess what? You're going to serve the train station. Okay, so it's not just pe the people Absolutely. within the operational design domain. You, you want to go New York? We're not. We're, this is don't this thing. Don't put this thing across a tunnel or a bridge. Are you kidding? I mean, and go into New York? Are you? Are you? Do you have any sanity? I mean, to do that? Forget it. You know, hop on the train. Boom. I mean, we have we have yeah. great train service in Trenton, in Trenton. Yeah. You know, it's not just the, serving the kids going to Trenton High School and whatever. And in Trenton, you get to go to the train station. Boom. And this thing's available 24 seven to bring you home so you don't have to worry. And 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 the people who, who happen to have cars will say, I'm not driving there and parking. Now, of course, the parking authorities are going to go, hey, whoa, where's my revenue? I, you know, too bad. <laughs> I don't know. Too bad. And this, this all comes for free. For free. And if, if, if Newark also has one of these darn things, then you can go from any place in Trenton to any place in Newark. But yeah. you don't go from Trenton to Newark in one of these things. You go hump on the train. Relax. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And to, to because, our viewers, because we're going to have, we're going to have the <laughs> train's going to run. Okay. Okay. Because some very important people live in New Jersey who need to go to wall street. Okay. And Madison Avenue. All right. So we're going to have, and we're going to build new tunnels and that sucker is going to run. It's going to be here a hundred <laughs> years from now. It's not going away. Well, let's use it. Well, to, to our viewers, take a look at the mantle behind Alan. It says a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I, I, I'm actually I, a train guy. See, people don't know that I'd spent 25 years <laughs> of my life saving the Northeast Railroad. So I'm actually a train guy. <laughs> You're a mobility guy. Yeah, but I'm a, ro I'm a, I'm a rocket guy too. So exactly. Whatever. You're a mobility, and that's Ooh, the whole point. You're a mobility great. guy. The, the, web the web images were really pretty darn good. So whatever. Yeah. Yep. I think I even put that in the e-letter, didn't I, Fred? Did yes, you, you do have it in the, in, the, in the new newsletter coming out, a bit about the web telescope. Very exciting. Yeah. We're going to be back, but this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs. Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, look for a white paper. It's called The Smart Transportation Revolution. You'll find it under the Insights and News tab. Some great information there to help you make informed decisions. You may know that ETFs can be a good way to spread risk with investments. Maybe focus on a particular category of stocks. The website, again, is MOTOETF.com. We are back with more of Smart Driving Cars and our guest, Daisy Wall, Director of Policy and Advocacy at May Mobility. Before we move to some headlines, Daisy, one of the things that got a lot of attention in the announcement of your, your funding announcement this week was a picture of a concept vehicle. Tell us mm. a, a bit about that, so that you're going to be working on with Toyota. Yeah, well, I can share bits and pieces here, obviously, um, because, um, you know, Discussions are still underway, but what I can say is we are working very closely with um, Toyota, you know, on um, looking at putting our um, an autonomous driving kit, you know, onto the vehicles, but then also working very closely with them on, you know, design, and which is super exciting. And, and the reason why is, as we mentioned earlier in, in you know, the first um, half here of Fred, is that accessibility and inclusivity are very important. So, you know, what does it mean for the comfort of the riders? You know, how many seats? You know, what, what does the accessibility um, and inclusivity experience look like? You know, all of those things. So, so we're excited, again, you know, that our partner in Toyota has, has been very um, encouraging and, and really is taking a lot of, you know, the feedback, you know, from May in, in the development of this. And, and it is a path forward. You know, as we showed the vehicle in, in New Jersey um, during the summit, you know, that was a Sienna vehicle, which is a hybrid vehicle. But, you know, our future, we also know that electric is extraordinarily important to get there from a, from a sustainability perspective, environmentally friendliness perspective, you know, reduction of congestion, and all of those things. And so um, that is kind of our path forward as we move towards this exciting new platform. Terrific. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's really good. I mean, we we it's it's fine to, to start it off with the, with the, with the 
the kinds of vehicles that we're starting out, but we have to get to a point in which yeah. it's it's a vehicle that doesn't have steering wheels and so on. NHTSA has to get its act going and let these vehicles on the road. Come on, I mean, cut it out. Uh, and 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 uh, yes, you know, put it through the safety things. But but if I mean, as I look in terms of things for New Jersey, we don't need to go fast for the kinds of deployments that that we would really like to see here in Jersey. We just want to go through neighborhoods. So, you know, all this stuff of going extremely fast is like, yeah, maybe, who knows, yeah, whatever. Uh, and if you, again, you want to go fast, go to the train, train station, hop on a train. Our thing does, you know, 125 miles an hour down down by, uh, you know, when it goes through Princeton Junction. So, yeah, you, you can go fast on, on there. Uh, the idea is not to, go on the New, Jer New Jersey Turnpike. I don't even think these vehicles should see the New Jersey Turnpike. No need for it, okay? It's to get around the community and get to a train station if you really wanna go someplace. And it'll take you to Newark Airport. It doesn't have to go to Newark Airport. There's a train station, Newark Airport. People move or taking you whatever, da, 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 da. I mean, come on, cut it out. And, and, and in a sense, do that, but get these vehicles so that at least they can go, you know, frontwards and backwards. And you, you don't know the difference. Why? So you can pull in instead of, you know, just going up, pull in, let people get in and get out and then just pull out. You're pulling in and pulling out. Okay. Uh, why not? They, they can see ahead as, and behind as well as, they, as, as anything, uh, you know. What do you do with forward-facing, non-forward-facing? Heck, in New Jersey transit trains, you just move the, the seat back one way or the other. <laughs> faces one way or the other. You know, right. passengers do it for themselves. I don't know if we want to get that pedestrian or not that pedestrian, or we want to be fancy-schmancy for the, for the CEO. Pfft, heck with the CEO. Let them take their limo. Yeah, and options, you know, like we talked about before, right, um, Alan, is that in some circumstances, you know, the rail is the best way to go, you know, and other circumstances, a, a larger um, electric vehicle with multiple passenger seats, right? You know, like, you know, six to 12, whatever that happens to be is another, but then in another circumstance, right? You might, you might need a, a smaller vehicle, you know, like the Sienna too. So again, it's, it's, it's a lot of it is also dependent on kind of the use case and how many, you know, passengers you might be needing to transport at one you know, given time and, and what that looks like and the comfort of passengers, you know, the, the number of family members, right, that's needed to take in each of those vehicles, all of those variables need to be taken into account, you know, to, to kind of look at the the appropriate mobility option for, you know, each of those. those, those you know, I, yeah. I agree. And if you look, if you look at yeah. the distribution of vehicles, of road vehicles that we have today that are driven, you see all the whole host of distribution of, of yeah. road vehicles. But if I look at the low hanging fruit, where we should be starting, you know, it's hard to justify something bigger than a six passenger vehicle. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. Take two vehicles for the few. Okay. And in places in which you have a whole heck of a lot of people wanting right. to go for A to B, then hire a driver, be driven, pass the hat around. you got a bunch of people back there. All they have to do is put a quarter in the hat. You pay for the driver. I just, I, I mean, we've looked at this thing, uh, you know, with my classes, ad nauseum, <laughs> okay, across yeah. the country. All right. All right. The justification for, uh, you know, maybe for special applications in Vegas where, you know, they make applications for 
you know, all kinds of weird uh, justification for all kinds of weird vehicles. Sure. But the low hanging fruit is, is very small groups, very small groups, very small groups. And the opportunities to get to serve large groups just doesn't exist in a 24 hour period. So sure. But anyway, that's, 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 I don't <laughs> in, in, in Vegas Alan, they're going to be hopping in Elon's tunnel, I think. But <laughs> yeah, whatever. And maybe he'll have a 50 passenger bus in there. Now at CES, boy, they need those. They need 400 yeah. passenger buses. I mean, the place is like us. But you can build anyway, a mini train for CES. Mind, I, a maybe that, that's in bygone days of CES. Uh, When's the last time we were at CES, Fred? Pre-COVID. Uh, Pre-COVID. Uh, Pre-COVID. Yep. Is COVID over yet? Uh, um, I don't want to answer that. New York Times says it's not. Uh, I know. Some I some know. other headlines to touch on, yeah. Alan. Uh, and, and I don't know if this is a, a, a just a little hiccup here, but we're seeing news of some layoffs. Companies like Neuro uh, laying off uh, really just a handful of people. That follows some layoffs at Argo AI, at Starship Technologies, which is that sidewalk delivery robot company. Um, any thoughts about what's going on in the industry? Is it just a, a little retrenching or what? There's no revenue. Long pause. <laughs> There's no revenue. <laughs> Who has revenue? I mean, if we did a balance sheet of the, of the industry right now, where's the revenue? Okay, sure, there's investment. All right. I don't know. I guess, you know, you can get college kids to say, hey, bring me lunch. And there are some places in which there are a lot of rich kids who can afford to have the little thing bring you lunch. I don't know. Where's the revenue? And that's what we're talking about, getting things started, right? Yeah, you got to get so you got to and revenue revenue comes from de delivering some value to somebody who's saying, hey, yeah, the, I'm willing to pay for this. We got we got it. We've got to get this. Look, in the end, revenue is going to have to support the industry. And we've got to get to a point in which a customer says, I'm willing to pay. I may maybe, and people are willing to pay for mobility. Fred, you just got a new car. I don't. We won't talk about it. You know, the amount of yeah, a lot of folks look. People are going to showrooms buying cars. There's no no nobody putting a gun to their head. Say buy this, and they. Because they see value out of that, they see real value. It's it's a now maybe they've been brainwashed by Madison Avenue and we've been sold a bill of goods and uh, the, the, and the externalities and everybody else is paying for it and then it's going to do, 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 oh my goodness the environment da 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 da. But in the end, the product is being put in the marketplace. The lemonade stand is putting the lemonade out there at the lemonade stand, and people are saying, oh. Okay, yeah, I want some here. Where do we see this here? I mean, one of the things that I was thinking of presenting at, at, at the AV conference, I don't know if I will or I won't, 
I used to have this chart that showed that showed a, a hockey stick of 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 acquisition of vehicles to do this. And the hockey stick was on a semi-long chart. And that's a hockey stick on a hockey stick. That's an exponential on an exponential. But I start I stopped plotting that and I don't know, 2018, certainly pre-COVID. Since COVID, I think most of those those acquisition of vehicles, I, I don't know, they probably there were options. They probably lapsed. How is that? We, I don't know how many people are paying to have their groceries delivered to them by Neuro. They, of course, they don't want to show us their balance sheet. I think the key here, Alan, is, um, you know, I think the focus, there's a lot of focus on building technology. Yeah, and then absolutely. you need to build a business with they the They need technology. to build a business. They need to think yeah. about the sociology. They think about who's going to buy it. And I think the that's rich super guys, important. The rich guys are not buying this. Now, if you look at and the other one that we have in there, now we have Kia and whatever is saying, oh, my goodness, we got to put level three or level 100 or whatever in all of our vehicles. Why? To keep up with Tesla. I mean, although, but, but they're, they're putting stuff in showrooms for us to buy as we've been buying for the last, you know, I don't know when you bought your first car, Fred, but. Luckily, my first well, wife had a I'm card. I'm replacing I put the one with 300,000 miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, you know, but whatever. But other folks are going in there and they sell yeah. those things. That, that, that's what they're putting that stuff in there. But that's not talking about providing the mobility that, that, that Daisy and, 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 and Fred and, and I have been talking about. We, one has to put that out there such that it's a business. It has revenue to be sustained. The revenue right. is greater than the cost and is profitable and that the stockholders are. Yeah, I want to be more than friends and family. <laughs> OK, I mean, and it's about time we start doing this. Some other headlines, Alan, one thing that you comment on in, in the newsletter, the cruise robo taxi service in San Francisco. Uh, reportedly under review following an anonymous letter. You have some comments about that. Well, apparently TechCrunch, you know, was able to review the letter. Why didn't TechCrunch print it? Why shouldn't we know what's in the letter? So do I have to go file freedom of information to the California Public Utilities Commission to get a copy of the letter to see what one employee wrote about crews that isn't ready that, oh my goodness, whatever. Or are we supposed to sit here and imagine? Oh, the horror. Or, hey, data, one data point. One has to be extremely careful about one data point. Now, some data points are really, Elaine Herzberg, big data point. Want to be careful about that one, okay? Joshua Brown, big data point, okay? This letter, I don't know. 
Oh, I guess it got them to write an article and me to comment on it. A bill advancing in Pennsylvania would legalize and regulate driverless vehicles in that state. Uh, currently, the vehicles can't operate without a driver behind the wheel. I assume this is going to be a trend we'll, we'll need to see around the country. Yeah, well, I, I, we're the same. We're, the, we're the, in the same boat here in New Jersey. OK, we're in the same boat here in New Jersey. You have to have an attendant in the vehicle. You have to have somebody responsible in the vehicle. Okay, you have to have a responsible entity for, in case things go boom. I think that that's the only requirement in New Jersey. So yeah, let's put some of these things out there. We can kind of fake it for a while with an attendant, but if the attendant isn't doing anything and we provide data saying, look here, complete, look at it all. The attendant didn't do anything. Then I think the state legislature in New Jersey will say, well, why would we want to have something that doesn't do anything in something? Well, of course, we don't want to have something that doesn't do anything in, in, in that something. And they'll, and they'll pass the legislation. But I think it's incumbent on us to say, hey, here's, here's, what, here's, here's the something. We've been doing it. The person's been picking it his or her nose the whole time. But that would be compelling. All the legislators, they would love to see it. Nobody's going to make you have to do it. It's not going to be like the railroad industry. You've got to have five people on a train. That's what it was pre-1975. The only thing that saved the railroads is we, we bought out three of the jobs. Bottom out. So now two. Now you got to have two people in every train. There's state legislations that say you got to have two people in every train. Kidding me on train tracks? People looking at, at what signals, what, what, what technology is telling them to do? Because you can't see far enough down the, down the tracks to be able to do anything. You have to have sensors and whatever to tell you what to do. Wish somebody would demonstrate that those people really don't do anything. Then maybe we can buy out the other two. Ooh, then railroads have a real opportunity. And the same thing has to be done here. We are not, we are not going to be able to provide mobility to, to, the, to, the, to the elderly. We're not going to be able to provide mobility to the poor. We're not going to be able to provide mobility to, to, the, to the affordable housing locations. We're not going to be able to provide mobility to the trailer parks if we have to have an attendant. Not decent mobility, not the kind of mobility that I used to have before I had my operation and that I will have in three and a half weeks. Darn it, come heck or high, high water. Where at the drop of a hat, I just go, boom, team, boom, go. That's mobility. That's what I'm used to. That's what I think everybody deserves. You can't do that if, 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 I, if somebody has to be sitting around just waiting for me to come out. I couldn't afford to pay for that. Well, maybe, I couldn't afford to pay for that. I won't pay for it. Anyway, whatever. 
And finally, from the newsletter and uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> a busy week ahead with the TRB's annual automated road transportation. But before symposium. that, Fred, you forgot the, the web stuff. Webboard oh, versus oh, Hubble. Oh, well, I thought we touched on that a little bit, but oh, we can touch my on goodness. It I mean, you know, you got to look at that site. <laughs> I mean, it is have, the big question is here. You have the president announcing a web image. OK, great. Looks just looks like, you know, like a Hubble image. And then, you know, somebody finally put one of those guys side by side so you can sit there and compare it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, it, it like your mind, if you start thinking about it, just like goes nuts. I mean, it just goes nuts. Okay, and, now, and, not and, next and week. There, and, and, there, and there is a lot more to come, obviously. And there's, there's a lot more to come, just, I guess. I web's mean, just you know, getting warmed up, right? I mean, if, if that's one grain of sand out there in terms of, you know, um, uh, the viewing thrust of, 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 of that darn thing. What, what about this grain of sand? What about that one? What about that one? What about that one? Well, I'm like, I mean, you kidding? It's like, cut it out. <laughs> maybe they should, if, if they can, maybe they should point it at Earth and, and, and really highlight what it can show us from a million miles away. <laughs> that would be fun. But Moving on, uh, a busy week ahead, as we said, yep. with the TRB's annual Automated Road Transportation Symposium in Garden Grove, California. Uh, Alan, what are you going to be highlighting there? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess we're going to, I'm going to be, I guess, talking about, you know, Trenton moves. I just, I just, I think it's a worthy way to at least one of, there are a lot of, lot of opportunities out there, a lot of ways to do things. It just seems to me that, um, that this should be one of them. And so we've got to find somebody who, um, who really wants to do it. You know, there, there was certainly uh, Jeff Brandis from Florida kind of made a, <laughs> made a big statement, you know, hey, be more like Florida. All we care about is you have insurance. Talk about insurance and you can do basically whatever you want as long as you uh, agree to, you know, make whole anything that you screw up. Okay, and make sure that, that you can make whole. We, we hope that you have, you know, some heavyweight behind you who has the wherewithal to, to cover to cover your tracks. And guess what? New Jersey's not very different from that. Because there are no laws in New Jersey that say you can't do this. And if there aren't laws that say that you can't do it, you can do it, at least with an attendant. So the whole concept of Trenton Booze with kiosks, I, th I happen to think that the kiosk concept is absolutely critical uh, to having this thing gain the, 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 the public acceptance to be used, not hailing. Let them hail Uber and Lyft, okay? And, and, the, and the problem with the, with the hailing thing is the, 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 the probability of a shared ride is essentially is, is approaches zero. New York, not even in New York City, the, the biggest opportunity for hailing in the U.S. of A, of concentrated hailing, where you would have the most opportunity for ride sharing, there's essentially none for all sorts of reasons, probably many of them dealing with, the, with the, the, the interaction, the sociological interaction with, with the driver. 
But of course, Daisy knows I don't know anything about sociology, so I shouldn't even make the statement. So therefore, well, Daisy's going to be sorry, out there I made too, the right? statement. <laughs> I will but, be, Fred. I, yeah, no, I'm very excited about the, the yeah, but, um, conference but, next week, so I but, will be but, there. But, but the, the kiosk concept improves, improves the community as well as the mobility. And, and the whole purpose of the mobility is to improve the community. So as part of the community improvement, you do that. And there's apparently money at the Federal Transit Association to, to, to improve accessibility, not accessibility to the inside, you know, through the door of a vehicle, but accessibility to where you might get on the vehicle. So that means you have the opportunity if you have a place to get on the vehicle, which is kiosk, call whatever you want. I don't know. That's the name we came up with. I would prefer to have a better name, but it's really important and has, you know, little to do with the automation. But I, 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 at least I think. So that's, that's the experiment we're trying to do in New Jersey, or at least what I'm trying to do in New Jersey. Terrific. Whatever and that matters. <laughs> Daisy, we want to Exciting. thank you for spending time with us. Uh, a, a great session here. And yeah. we uh, appreciate everything you and, and May Mobility are, are, are doing here. And the website is maymaymobility.com. Daisy, thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank yeah. you so much, Fred and Alan. Always a pleasure. And um, yeah. we're excited of you know what you're doing there in Trenton. So Keep on keeping on, you know, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll get well, there. We're, we're trying. Yeah. And, and, we, and and again, congratulations on your round of, of financing. Okay. I mean, it, we're, we're, we're not at the revenue side, but, but, I, but we have to, we have to start working now to get on the revenue side. And so that you don't need that. And you can, and all those investors, guess what they expect. <laughs> the good news is, you know, our, our sites that we've operated so far, you know, we're, you know, the sites themselves are obviously profitable. Now, could we get, you know, we want to establish, to your point, you know, yeah. that sustainable commercial, you know, commercial viability and success that we, we want to get to. And um, the good news is I think we're headed in the right direction. And, and we're very excited here at May that we are hiring, you know, and uh, we're growing good very very quickly we have um so anybody out there who's interested in working for may <laughs> let us know absolutely hey <laughs> you know uh, no a absolutely and, yeah. you know and, yeah. and and you know one of the things about mobility is that mobility it, it, it's not a one-off you use it every day i mean you know absolutely you know three and a half person trips a day on average by you know by across the united states you know mm. and it's so so if there's revenue associated with that guess what that's recurring revenue yes guess what kind of revenue is really good we recurring, like that revenue re recurring recur revenue is good <laughs> revenue is good recurring value is, is even better is even better I mean, this isn't, this is, you know, this is, this is, this is fundamental Wall Street. I am 100%. a professor of operations research and financial engineering. <laughs> there you I, go. I just want you to know, even though I know nothing <laughs> about sociology, I probably know nothing about financial engineering either. So awesome. I, I should ask you about the, the other headline, Alan, but I think I'll uh, talk about recurring revenue. I think it was BMW 
wanting to charge $18 a month for heated seats. But that's, <laughs> that's another story for another day. Thank you to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO, and more info is available at MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. You can find us at SmartDrivingCar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Amazon, Spreaker, wherever you can turn to for podcasts. You can get your smart speaker to play us too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching. Please continue to stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you. All right.